Welcome to Talking Hoosier Baseball. Uh, we are recording this on Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023. Uh, I am Carl James, joined by Cassidy Palmer and Chris Feeney. Uh, the Indiana Hoosiers hosted the Maryland Terrapins over the weekend uh, and dropped all three games. It was uh, quite a... Uh, a slugfest from Maryland's batters. Uh, Indiana finally joined the parade uh, on Sunday, uh, but were not an, not enough to be able to pull out uh, a win on the series. Um, so Indiana dropped that game fourteen to eight. The uh, the other two games were really not all that competitive. Um, you know, there were some things that were positive that that Indiana could take from it, um, but you know. <laughs> series sweep was not what uh, what Indiana was hoping for, uh, and we'll uh, kind of delve into that uh, as we discuss uh, the weekend uh, and what's going forward. Um, Cass, what's on your mind this week? Well, I would like to point out, as uh, as Austin Render mentioned multiple times on the weekend, this was the first home series sweep since Minnesota in 2011, which goes to show just how solid a home field advantage there is at the BART, knowing some of the teams who have come in here have have come to the BART over the last decade and no one's been able to do what Maryland did. Yep. Uh, So I I did want to throw that out there. Um, Other than that, a weekend like this does not take much by way of analysis. Maryland was hitting everything and and even when they weren't they were uh getting quite a few if it, it felt like there were a lot more free passes compared to uh compared to the season leading up to that point um felt, felt a bit more like last year's pitching um from that that perspective yeah I'll just disagree on one point, which is mm-hmm. I think it was those started by the hitting. And I think that just kind of happens to us like, okay, if I'm throwing, if I'm, if I'm throwing and I'm, and I'm, and I'm locating my stuff and it's getting clobbered. Yeah. Then as a pitcher, I may be trying to nibble more. And... That, that is fair. <clears throat> and one of the walks I would vehemently disagree was a walk <laughs> in the first place. One of them, it was. <laughs> very clearly strike three and not ball four but in in the grand scheme of things with the way the games played out that one call there 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 were I am not blaming it on the officiating in any way shape or form I'm not trying to make that excuse at all but these umps were crap all weekend (laughs) I just gonna say that but uh but then on the offensive side Game one, you strike out a third of the at-bats. That's rarely going to go well. And then in game two, you hit ground balls 67% of the time. And that that's including mm. the hits, the hits for the ground balls for hits. I mean, hell, at one point, uh, I think this was in game three. Uh, yeah, in game three, Matheson had a ground ball double through the shift yeah like it <laughs> there were yeah. three guys on the right side of the infield and he managed to find a hole <laughs> and get to second yeah <laughs> like that well it's it just to help the ball was not going very very fast so right 
and but, and Carter was on his horse the whole time. Yeah. So. Oh, he was he was going for two immediately. <laughs> but but you hit sixty seven percent of your at bats for ground balls. We, we earlier in the year we called it death by ground balls when that happened, and and it was the same thing there. It's it again. It was kind of like what we had said. What would it take for this team to lose this series? The young players start acting like young players yeah and and that happened to some extent um i will say one of the frustrations that kind of built on my end uh not on the field was the fact that this was i would argue the third at least moderately big uh game or series at the bart this year and there was not a single representative from the Indy Star or anyone else doing coverage outside of outside of the students and the and uh, the people who have been there all year were there. But at no point for Iowa, for Louisville, or for Maryland have we seen any coverage from Indy Star or any of what I'd call the big boy media. And that is insane and frustrating and obvious and and like honestly pathetic. So I do want to call that out because that should not be happening. I get early season when both basketballs are still postseason, and I get that they're not home most of the time for that anyway. I get it, but to miss out on Iowa, Louisville, and Maryland with the way this team has been playing, that should not be the case. That's why we exist as 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 a. Group. <laughs> That is why we exist. And I, I, I guess I appreciate that we exist as a, as a group, but that's still pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not professionals. I no. mean, we, we're, no. we're doing this because we, you know, we, we, we want coverage. Um, and, and, and I, you know, and if you want quality coverage, the good news is the quality coverage is there. This particular group of students is just crazy good Mm -hmm. you're not going to get that every year um but this season the this core this group of uh iu student media is just fantastic (laughs) yes i would agree and Mm. and that's been the saving grace because even when i was in school in those first few years after i graduated there was nobody doing anything uh honestly your best source of baseball coverage was crimson quarry that was your best bet to get baseball coverage of some kind. Yep. And that's not okay. That was, uh, and during part of that time, that was Alex Robbins. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Which was why it was so good. <laughs> Matt, Tricardi, Matt Tricardi picked it up pretty Matt, good afterwards. Yes, he so. did. He, yeah. He very yeah. much picked it up. There have been quite a few students over the last several seasons who have really picked up the slack at one point i was the only person live tweeting fall ball and now there's alex robbins is actually the first person who i've ever uh actually like linked on to because my brother was out here and i wasn't and he sent me a link from alex robbins yep 2013 yep he's like you might want to get into this uh he didn't know i was moving out here we had no plans but he knows i'm a big baseball guy and he's like check this out we might be pretty good yeah. And he sent me the link, and it was Alex Robbins. Yeah, and the crazy thing was, he did that while he was in law school. Law school. Yeah. That just really? that still yes, yeah. that absolutely was, blows my mind. He oh, did that wow. all while he was in law school. Yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say he has moved on to, 
bigger and better things as a the lawyer. first link I ever clicked on about <laughs> IU baseball was from Alex Robbins. I can yep. honestly admit that. Yep. And, yep. and, and that- he was one of the best to come through. Yeah. As far as baseball coverage is concerned. Wow. So we, we have very much had some phenomenal student media, but that should not be the only, only media there. Yeah. I, it is inexcusable at this point in time for a team that coming into this weekend <laughs> was in the hosting discussion, was in the uh, borderline rankings. Like there, yeah. there is no excuse when, when the uh, primary IU athletics beat writer had no problem getting out for little 500 <laughs> and, and you can't come for arguably the biggest home baseball weekend. That's not okay. Yeah. And I, I, I'm off my soapbox now, but that was just, that's just very frustrating. The further away I am from, from Bloomington, the more that really pisses me off. Yeah. I can definitely understand that. Uh, all right. Well, uh, even even in a losing weekend, we have a lot to recognize. So uh, we are going to go ahead and uh, and hand out some red belts. Uh, Chris was not able to spend as much time uh, paying attention to the to, to baseball this past weekend. So uh, uh, Cass and I have uh, have decided to uh, to take on the mantle of, of, of picking the red belts. So. Um, uh, Cass, why don't you give out the uh, the the hitting the uh, the hitting red belt? Okay, uh, so the this one was not super difficult. There were a couple of guys in the discussion, but really the only guy who hit consistently over the entire weekend goes to Carter Matheson. Uh, Devin Taylor was right up there with his two home run day. But Carter was the one who was hitting at least decently all weekend. A couple of home runs. And then on on Sunday, he did have the uh, RBI double to, at that point, take the lead. Uh, Yeah, and so he he was pretty much the only guy who hit consistently across all three. So Carter Matheson for the uh, Alex Dickerson. All right. Well, for the uh, Joey Donato Award, um, I'm going to take this one here. Uh, Obviously, it was a little rough because (laughs) there were a lot of hits and there was a lot of scoring going on. Um, There were some some segments of games where we saw some uh, some pretty impressive pitching. Uh, Just you know, little little short segments. but usually things eventually turned pretty sour for just about everybody uh, that, that that tried to face this just murderer's row of a lineup, you know, which includes probably at least one guy who is going to probably be a household name for baseball at some point. So uh, there, there are people who are going to make make a living playing baseball on this uh, on this Maryland team. Um, but as far as the pitching goes, uh the, the the pitcher I was most impressed with oh, the overall weekend was Wes Burton. Um, he came in uh, in a fireman role in the fifth inning of the of the Friday game when there had already been seven runs given up that inning. Um, and he was the first pitcher on the weekend that managed to now it was, it was split between two innings, but he managed to get 
uh, Schliger, Shaw, uh, LaRusso, and Pitchertz, uh all out in order. Um, Sch- Sch- Schliger and Shaw in the fifth, and then in the sixth, he actually had a one, two, three inning strikeout, fly out, strikeout. Um, and in fact, he retired seven straight Terrapins um, uh, before. I mean, and essentially, he's typically not gone even that. He doesn't typically face that many batters. But uh, he finally had a couple walks when he started to kind of lose his command. Yeah. Then on Sunday, uh, he got called back in. In the most bizarre scenario, he got called in while there was an 0-2 count on a batter. <laughs> Which, granted, I mean, it's nice to start 0-2, but still, it's just that whole of, you know, having to come in right in the middle of an at-bat. Mm-hmm. Um so it was a little tricky. Uh, he managed, uh, he unfortunately got to a full count, but he did manage to get that guy out. Um, you know, didn't go too well after that, but you know, being kind of thrown to the wolves like that, uh, that's, uh, that's not easy. So, um, so for this weekend, we will, uh, give that to, uh, to our favorite pair of stirrups, West Burton. <laughs> you gotta love the stirrups. Yes. I mean, yes. he doesn't even go with the, new school ones he breaks out the old school ones yes. yeah <laughs> gotta love yeah. it and thank you guys for taking care of the belts uh you know obviously i was sick and i really couldn't pay attention as much as i wanted to and it just didn't feel right to to make opinions on stuff i didn't see or hear now the last one the butler award um you know i'll just start by saying the infield has just been phenomenal <laughs> All around. And we actually had conversations about, you know, which infielder uh, you're going to give it to. You've got uh, Brock the Rock there at first base. Uh, You've got, uh, you know, um, you know, Tyler's been doing some great work at second. Um, And you've got, uh, you know, two, I know at least two crazy, fantastic Rob robbing of uh, base hits. Leaping, Uh, Leaping grabs. By Philip Glasser. I, I um, think he has pogo sticks for legs. <laughs> Did he climb there, the ladder again? Yes. There, there's no Twice. other way to get He's to that. He's so good at that. He's so good at that. Yeah. Um, but we were actually going to give this time, uh, and this was, uh, we, we let it actually let uh, let Josh chime in. And Josh uh, chose the other Josh. He chose Josh Pine. Um, and, and the point he made to us, it kind of really did, is like, yeah, you know, we didn't notice Josh Pine much. But that's the thing. He's making it look so easy that you don't notice it. Mm-hmm. And he's making plays. He's making fantastic throws across the diamond. Uh, just phenomenal defense. And the thing is, the entire team kept this up. The yeah. defense was just phenomenal all weekend, despite the fact that they were struggling to get hits. They, uh, the, you know, Maryland is just hitting the ball left and right. But the Indiana defense stayed engaged the entire weekend. Yes. And that is my brightest spot of the whole weekend was what happened on defense. Yeah. So I have a hat tip to, to, to the entire Indiana defense at every position. But in particular, the, the, the infield was amazing. And, uh, and, and Josh Pine has just been uh, great over there at the hot corner. Yes. All right, and now we come to the special guest portion uh, of our show. Uh, we uh, have a very special guest with us. 
Um, the uh, Indiana University first baseman, who was also named a Scholar Athlete of the Month. We are bringing in Brock Tibbetts. Brock, welcome to Talking Hoosier Baseball. Thank you guys for having me. And with uh, that Scholar Athlete of the Month, how's uh, finals week treating uh, you? It's not too bad. Uh, luckily, haven't had too many in-person finals, so it hasn't been anything too stressful. Always good to hear. Yeah. So I guess just, uh, you know, obviously it, it, was, a, it was a tough weekend uh, facing Maryland. Um, just kind of what, uh, what is the feel and the vibe uh, of the team right now as you guys uh, kind of get through finals week and then get ready to hit the road and uh, head up to Evanston? I mean, it's a positive vibe uh, all around. You know, I mean, it's obviously a tough weekend, but we've had a lot of success up to this point. And, you know, there's still three pretty big weekends ahead of us in the Big Ten, so you know, we know what's ahead of us and we know we have to do the rest of the way. And it's just kind of keeping our mindset forward and kind of not necessarily just pushing to the side, but kind of learning from this weekend and uh, being able to apply it over the next three weekends in Big Ten Series. What did you learn from this weekend? Because it definitely seemed to come, you know, out of nowhere. I got to be honest. We haven't seen something like that in a long time. What did you learn from from going through something like that? Just kind of how to deal with failure, I guess. I mean, with all the success we've had, especially over the last, I'd say, two months. I mean, we kind of started off the year a little slow, but over the last two months, we've been playing really well and just kind of got hit in the mouth this past weekend and kind of learning how to deal with that adversity and kind of how to respond to it. Uh, you're a sophomore now. Um, obviously, there are a lot of freshmen on this team, particularly among the pitching staff. Um, what What is your vibe as to how the freshmen who who didn't go through what you you guys went through a lot of this last year? Uh, what you know for them, it's kind of new. What are how are they working through this right now? I think everyone's working through it pretty well. I mean, with a lot of the leadership of a lot of older guys, you know, transfers and returning guys. It's great to have those guys in the in the locker room to be able to kind of mentor those those uh, young pitchers and just kind of let them know, like, you know, it happens like it's college baseball. They're a really good hitting team. They played really well this weekend. So not to kind of demoralize them and have them be down after maybe one bad outing or, you know, a few bad pitches, because as a whole, I mean, they threw pretty well. The Maryland just really executed their plan really well at the on the hitting side and on the pitching side as well. So. I mean, it was kind of a tip of the cap to Maryland for playing really well this weekend, just kind of sticking to what we do. Cool. Uh, talk a little bit about the team defensively. Um, I mean, obviously, you're 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 a leader in that, uh, you know, as a, an absolute rock over there at first base. Um, but to, to me, at least, my impression is, especially over the last month, uh, the seems to be seeing less mistakes on defense and more and more. Uh, special plays uh, and to see that maintained even as tough as the the games were this weekend that defense stayed rock solid um, what does that mean are you guys seeing the same thing and what does that mean to you yeah absolutely I mean it just comes with a lot of reps and kind of because we had a few young guys uh, on the defensive side just getting more reps getting more comfortable you know with guys in the infield like me getting more comfortable with Cerny over there on the right side and kind of knowing where he was at, knowing the range that he can cover is different than Tyler Dones from last year. And just kind of knowing his strengths versus Tyler's and being able to position myself differently because I know what balls that Cerny's going to be able to get to versus Dones last year. Um, and then, you know, just seeing all those defensive plays, it's uh, 
it's really just trying to help out the uh, the pitching staff and let them know that we always have their back, no matter what the score is, whether we're up 15 runs, whether we're down 15 runs, or whether it's a one-to-one game in the ninth, just knowing that no matter what, we're going to be playing the best defense possible and, you know, letting them know to make whatever pitch they need to and have confidence in what pitches they throw because we're going to have a great defense behind them and be able to make plays for them. Can you also talk a bit about um, holding runners? Because that's something the team does. Uh, I mean, you're seeing we're seeing a lot more throws over to you uh, <laughs> during games. Um, and, more than I've ever seen. <laughs> so kind of just talk about, you know, and I mean, just you, you've the, also, there, you know, there's been other plays where, you know, you're looking at, at small balls going to uh, to the right side and, and you having to coordinate with the, with the pitchers on defense, you know, and obviously mm-hmm. there's a lot of pitchers now. Um, I said over 20 guys have thrown so far. Yeah, I say on the holding runner side, it's that comes a lot from Coach Clant and kind of how he is able to sequence between calling pitches, calling pickoffs, and it's a lot more helpful with the new pitch comp system with the that we have. And you know, the pitch clock pitch clock obviously makes it a little more difficult too, because you can't always hold runners and just kind of stand there on the mound for as long because then you'll get the pitch clock violation. So being able to sequence between the calling a pickoff and calling a pitch and kind of honing runners is a lot different dynamic now just because everything's a little more sped up with the with the pitch clock so I mean a lot of practice with the pickoffs and everything I think has helped a lot this year I don't think we can go further without talking about you at the plate honestly it's been an amazing season that you you know statistically at the plate and you obviously seem comfortable you really don't seem to have any issues battling back from last year you know, coming sophomore, a lot of times you hear sophomore jinx, you hear all this stuff. It hasn't bothered you a bit. You know, how are you feeling at the plate? I mean, I feel great at the plate. I've been uh, really trying to stick to my plan, uh, my approach a lot more this year and just kind of trust myself a lot more um, with the work that I've put in, uh, especially over the last, you know, year or two working with, you know, Coach Weatherford, Coach Simmons, Coach Mercer. They really helped me out a lot with kind of feeling myself at the plate and kind of being able to play with my strengths at the plate and, you know, just feel a lot more comfortable at the, at the plate. Do you use a lot of the analytics, the the video stuff or all the bells yeah. and whistles? Uh, not nothing too crazy. I would say video helps a lot, you know, being able to, sometimes I see like different in the video than what I feel at the plate and just kind of being able to apply that back into, you know, during the week in the cages, kind of feeling it out and then, you know, taking video, during the week while I'm, you know, in the cages and being able to see what I'm feeling so that, you know, I can kind of get a gauge on to, you know, what I need to apply at the plate. And I know it's been really encouraging uh, just looking at some numbers, seeing those uh, strikeouts come down uh, quite a bit compared to similar point last year and, and always love to see that kind of progression. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just am trying to, you know, obviously nobody wants to strike out, but I mean, I think I've tried to just kind of flip the mindset from not striking out to more just trying to put the ball in play and kind of seeing, you know, if I can find a hole, the defense will make a mistake, you know, just trying to put the ball in play and keep the train moving. Is there anything in particular you, any message you had for the fans or anything you wanted to communicate to the fans today? I would just say stick with us. You know, it's a long road ahead. Should be a fun last three weeks. Excellent. 
All right, Brock. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Talking Hoosier Baseball this week. Uh, we'll be uh, paying attention from afar as you guys uh, head up to, to uh, Evanston to take on Northwestern. So best of luck. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks for your time, man. Absolutely. Very much so. All right. Well, I've got a few points that uh, that I that I I feel like I, I need to kind of address the the postseason resume um, and uh, and RPI because you know, RPI has fallen a bit. Um, you know, I, I talked about it in an article about a week and a half ago that you know kind of expected that there was a weekend like this that was going to happen. Uh, it just kind of felt like this team was running the table, and at some point, <laughs> at some point, it's going to catch up to you. Um, but if you look at the season as a whole, and I think I mentioned this to you, to both of you earlier. If you were to put this resume out the way it was written as to you know how the team was doing, uh, you know, third in the Big Ten. Uh, Nine and six in the Big Ten, uh, thirty-one wins, um, solid uh, RPI range to get into the tournament. We all would have loved this resume if it had been handed to us at the first of February. Would I be wrong in that? Absolutely not. No. Um. So, and that's and then and team is still there. Um. Yes, they're going to have to take care of business, and it really is. It's a matter of taking care of business down the road. Um, they've got, uh, you know, the, in Big Ten, you got three Big Ten series left. You're going to Northwestern. Absolutely got to take care of business. Northwestern has not been doing that, so Indiana's got to take care of business this coming weekend. Yep. Um, you know, uh, Purdue's going to be tough. Purdue has been – they're on the upswing. They're playing really good baseball right now. So Purdue's going to be coming to the BART the weekend after. Um, and then the number two team <laughs> in the Big Ten uh, awaits uh, in East Lansing for that final series. Um, so so Indiana's got to kind of figure out how to get past this weekend uh, and get back to it. Uh, but provided they can do that, and it's, again, they don't have to run the table. But, you know, I figure – Eight and three, seven and four, something in that range to finish the season is probably what they need to do um, to be in a decent range going in. And then, then they're going to have to win a game probably in Omaha if you put those two things together. Now, obviously, you know, some combination of that. Uh, and, of course, a lot of that's also going to depend on just what happens nationally, you know, where the rest of the teams fall, uh, how the bubble teams work, and then, of course, stolen bids. And uh, the Big Ten Tournament is often a source of a stolen bid where somebody, you know, somebody like Michigan could, could get on a tear and win that tournament. Like they did last year. I mean, Michigan basically yeah. stole Rutgers bid last year. So, but you got a lot of really good mid-major teams that uh, if they don't win their conference tournaments, that are going to reduce the number of real at-large bids that are available. Um, so uh, I'll tell you, I'll be paying attention to that and you'll start seeing some stuff on the site. Uh, that I'll write about uh, kind of looking at those stolen bids and uh, and kind of if, if you're watching other college baseball games, especially during tournament week, you know, you'll know who you should be rooting for. Those 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 <laughs> high RPI mid-major teams are going to be fan favorites going into that uh, that tur- that that tournament week. Yeah. When I was younger, there was a guy named Bill Parcells and he'd always say your record is 
what it says you are, right? And what are we, 31 and 14? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good, you know? Yes. And as another football reference, and I got to bring this up because I wasn't as plugged in this weekend as I wanted to be, but I mean, I can still, you know, take from it what it is. December 6th, 2010, the New York Jets were 10 and 1. And so were the New England Patriots. And we played them in New England and we got smoked 45 to 3. But three weeks later, after sending Peyton Manning home in Indianapolis, by the way, we go into New England and we beat them 28-21. So you know, sometimes things happen during the regular season that don't lead to the postseason. Yep. That's all I'm saying. You are what your record says you are. And what happens in the regular season doesn't always lead to what happens in the postseason. I'll just <laughs> kick out some football terms for that one. I think that was pretty well it, other than just kind of a general, kind of, kind of piggybacking off that a little bit. The sky's not falling. I, even with as young as this team is, I really do not see them not riding the ship. Uh, it, I don't see them falling to pieces. Yes, it was a rough weekend, but it wasn't that rough. Things were still going well, just not well enough. So uh, I'd say don't panic yet the the uh team coming up and knocking on some wood a little bit uh they they, they've got seven wins at the moment on the whole season not not big 10 wins they've got seven total wins that that gives a prime opportunity for some solid bounce back i mean will they really look right again then though i mean honestly they won't because we're playing a team that we should boat race right and 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 the team that we wanted to step up and play good against we didn't and that's okay right sometimes you get punched in the mouth right and if we We got and if we We got western in the mouth right but we should but we should right we got smoked by a team we should be competitive against yes so we can't we can't say northwestern fixes that no you know what fixes that winning in the tournament Right. I'm not saying it fixes that. I just no, it, it won't. <laughs> no, I just mean that if if we can do that, if we can can boat race Northwestern, which we've had some history of in the last few years. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't if, fix if can, what happened. It doesn't fix, but it gives an opportunity to regain confidence going into tougher. If, if I, I'm not time, sure if it would, though. I'm not me, sure if it would in that room because they know they're supposed to do that. Fair, but to me, if there's a time, if we have to play Northwestern, this is kind of where I don't want, like, I, I would hate to have, like, Maryland and Iowa back-to-back. I mean, Something looking like at the that. schedule, I mean, I think this is all about the postseason now. Oh, yeah. Just get in yep. and show that you can bounce back from what happened Yep. Let, this weekend. Because we got smoked. Yeah. We got but smoked also, 45 to 3. Yeah. But you can, I you mean, can, it's not you could say. There's yeah. Nothing you, can, you could say. Well, 
the hitting was a lot better on Sunday. Yes. And that was against the, the their, their statistically but you best know what? pitcher. If we right. lose two, aren't we out in the postseason? Well, so there's no, there's no I think, Sunday. All I, I think Cassidy is saying, Chris, is that from watching the team, we're not seeing this causing a slide, right. causing the team to not oh, no. play as well as I'm they not, have no, played. No. I think that's all gonna, I think all I think that's I think all Cassie's gonna, talking about. <laughs> right, trust me. Right, I think right. we're gonna keep winning and keep winning yeah. and keep winning. And it's not gonna matter. Yeah. Because all that's gonna matter is June first. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. all I'm saying. Okay. Like beating Northwestern and Purdue and Michigan State and all these other teams, it doesn't matter. That's a means to an end. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, honestly, right. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to show up on June 1st, just like the Jets did when they knocked out the Colts and they beat the Pats. Because we can't change what happened when when the teams were level and we got smoked. So we'll go to the postseason and we'll show off then. Uh, there were two other points I had. Uh, one was uh, an interesting uh, answer that uh, Coach gave uh, when when uh, he talked about you know two big problems that happened this weekend uh, were the second innings of both the Friday and Saturday games when there were big opportunities, first and second, nobody out, and nothing happened from that. Um, and you know, I asked a bit about that on Sunday because uh, Hunter Jesse had struggled in those situations. um, And then he ended up having a very solid day on Sunday. Um, And uh, so I'm just, I would just point that if you have an opportunity to, to listen to uh, the Sunday post game, there was some good information about, about uh, what they're working on with Hunter's swing Um, that he actually had a bit of an injury, uh, that I wasn't really aware of uh, a few weeks into oh. the season, yeah. and uh, and his, his his swing just wasn't right coming out of, out of that, and they're and they're in the process of fixing that, um, and they felt that that was a big piece of that was that he was kind of trying to cheat on fastballs, and that was leading to strikeouts, and uh, and in fact he actually uh, was getting on with free passes on Sunday, you know because he's he's able to get on fastball timing now, and is able to make better. Uh, swing decisions earlier in the in the in the and uh, be able to make smart swing decisions and take good pitches. Uh, the other point I would make is something that I noticed uh, even during the eighth inning on Saturday, which was one of the worst innings of Indiana baseball. <laughs> let's be honest, we've ever seen. Uh, yeah, yeah. The stands were still packed absolutely packed this fan base showed out and and stayed with it even as rough as that was this fan base stayed with it and i mean i'm looking out both sides of the press box and i'm just like it is absolutely packed here uh so i just have to say thank you to hoosier nation for 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 coming out um and you know our our, our you know our message obviously is yeah you know, stick with stick let you know stick with this because you know I, I just say hey stick with it because because it, it's absolutely you know it's absolutely worth it uh, and uh, and hey got rivalry rivalry weeks coming in two weeks so yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope we get some good weather 
Yep. If we get some sun and we get some 75 for Purdue, it's going to be packed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But this uh, 40 degree May days, I don't know about you, Indiana folks. I'm not used to this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I I try to, I've been trying to bike to work in the morning too. It's been not fun. (laughs) Somebody told me Indiana May is it may be good, it may be not. Now uh, let's go ahead and move on to our uh, B1G Pick'em week. Um, we have a new leader. Last year's champion, Cass, is back in the lead at 18 oh. and 10. Uh, completely <laughs> just bypassed Josh and putting him into second place. Uh, Josh is a series behind now. Uh, Chris and I, though, we're only a series behind Josh. Let's so go. All of Let's us are go. within two series. This is a three-week stretch run. Anything can happen. It's anybody's game. Yes. We are ready to rock and roll. Um, and I think Chris is just – he's just at it now. So I'm going to let him pick first. Chris, what are your picks for this week? All right. First of all, I'm going for the Rutgers at home against Penn State. Okay. I'm going to go Ohio at home because Ohio State's a very bad team. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know why I'm picking that one. Uh, Michigan State at Illinois. You're picking, you're saying, you know, you're picking Iowa. Iowa. Iowa, Yeah. Okay. You said Ohio. So I was confused. No, I said Iowa at home against Ohio State. Okay. I probably froze. Oh, okay. It just sounded like Ohio's. Okay. I was confused. Okay. Sorry. No, hell no. (laughs) Ohio State sucks. I'm going to take Ohio. I'm going to take Iowa. I'm going to take Michigan State just because it would help us, you know, to give them some more wins before we play them. I'm going to take Nebraska because, yeah, that's why. And then I'm going to take Michigan, even though you would think I wouldn't, but I think that's the smart play. And I know Cass is like the new boss, same as the old boss. I understand the song. I've heard it before. But I still want to catch her. And uh, Michigan seems like the smarter play. All right. Cass, what do you got? And Feeney, I was just trying to figure out how to turn my monitor to the camera so that you can see my picks and my hands have been in front the of the same? camera. The same? No. Oh, okay. One off. That would have uh, been nuts if we were the same again. Yep. As, as much as I would like Nebraska to win, I think it's going to be Maryland. Yeah, I couldn't do and, it. Everything else, so many of the favorites were home for this one. Rutgers, Iowa, both at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Michigan State's the better team over Illinois, home or away. And and same with Michigan over Minnesota. I think they're the better team home or away. Well, this week is going to have virtually no drama. (laughs) Oh, no. Because Chris's pick of Nebraska is the only variation for all four of us. <laughs> Go Huskers! <laughs> so Chris will either gain a series or lose a series. It's all right here. It's all right there, baby. Because <laughs> like, yep, I look at Josh's picks, I'm like, yeah, those yeah. are the same as mine. And then you, Cass just gave hers, like, yep, the, she just gave the same as, as yep. Josh and I. So, hey, I, and I was Sometimes like, I'm trying- they say there's a Super Bowl hangover 
and, and I'm and gonna I, hope the Terps have one. Oh yeah. And I and I had a much of the same. I, I I was actually a little there. I'm just like in. I'm just like yeah. I did that the other week though, and that didn't work out for me. So I I'm just gonna stick to buy, uh, buy the book pick, and I did my buy the book picks. So yeah. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm just saying that's how I went with it. But, uh, yeah. But I am by, if Nebraska wins that, I will be absolutely thrilled. Oh, so will I. <laughs> nice. Nice. I actually took them to sweep. I don't know if I told you that. <laughs> I don't know that that'll happen, but I, would I took love them to sweep. It does. I took them to sweep. All right. So that will definitely mean that Cass will remain in the lead. Uh, Wait, what if they sweep? Because that you then you'll catch Josh in second place, right? And Cash will still be the still new be boss, same ahead. as the old boss. Yep, uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can gain one. You're behind two series. You can gain, but you can, but you can cut into that lead with two yes. series I'll to go. You. So, oh yeah, I'll tell you. yeah. I'll see, tell I can't. You. you see, that's just it. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck at uh, two series back. So, <clears throat> well, last week I didn't do that well, but I like what Coach Marcia said. We're gonna all be goldfish. <laughs> Ted Lasso is the man. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think I think we have now covered everything. I don't think I forgot I think anything so. at this point. Because yeah, I'm having a week. Okay, and I, I even wrote down notes this week, and I didn't, and I like forgot key things on the list. So. It, it feels like Monday, <laughs> and that's throwing everything off. Well, listen. We haven't been swept at home in like a million years. Right. The fact that we're a little off is expected. That yeah. makes sense. The closest I can remember is losing Friday and Saturday in Nebraska and then tying on Sunday. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the yep. that's the closest I can even remember. To yeah, this. that felt that bad. <laughs> no, no, I agree. That's why I bring it up. That's yeah. why I bring it up. Uh, I mean, it was rough. You know, I've been through some really bad sporting events. I'm not going to lie to you. Between the Mets, the Jets, the Islanders, the Knicks, you know, and there's been plenty of times where I just wish, you know what? I wish I was an opera fan. Because when you go to the opera, you you enjoy it. Like, either way, you like, you don't boo the singer. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not like so disappointed because your team lost. But you know what? I'm not an opera fan. I'm a sports fan. And sometimes you lose. Yep. And sometimes you get smoked. Mm-hmm. And I'm sometimes an you say, you know what? We have an opportunity to bounce back because it's not game seven of the damn NLCS of 2006. <laughs> and I'm not going home. And the series isn't over. And the season isn't over. The season isn't over, folks. Yep. We got killed. We got killed in many different ways. <laughs> but it's not over yet. And you know what? Give me a shot to bounce back and I'll take it. Because why give up now? Because we got killed by a Maryland team on some weekend in April or whatever? No, I'm not going to do that. Yep. We got killed. I'll admit it. I'll state it. And I'm going to move on. Well, it, it's the everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Right. Mercer we, said it in the post game. Right. We got it's punched Mike Tyson. in the mouth. Yeah. We got yeah, punched in Mike the Tyson. mouth. Now, now to see. Yeah, that's why respond. he that's why he said that in the press conference because yep. that's the one that you go to when you hear that. Yep. And I mean, it happens. And we might not we might not succeed in the postseason. Yep. And we might not do well when we go to the Big Ten tournament. 
But you know what? I'm not going to say we won't because this team has done really well all year long. Yep. This is the team that has won 15 in a row with the bar. This is the team that won 22 uh, home games. Yeah, and yep. it's the team that got swept for the first time since Kyle Schwarber has been in high school. So what? <laughs> we'll see what happens in June. All right. Well, with that, I think we're going to go ahead and call that a podcast. So <laughs> I think we've, uh, <clears throat> I think we all know where we sit on this and uh, we're uh, just, yeah, now it's, now it's look to the next series, go, go take care of business up in Evanston. Yep. Uh, so that will do it for this edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Um, be sure to uh, continue to follow uh, at IUBase17 on Twitter and all of our other uh, social media and IUBase.com. Uh, and we'll continue to provide coverage uh, as the season progresses. Uh, For Chris Feeney and Cassidy Palmer, I'm Carl James. See you at the BART.